Today's scripture comes from Mark chapter 8, verses 14 through 21. Now the disciples had forgotten to bring any bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. And he cautioned them, saying, Watch out, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod. They said to one another, It is because we have no bread. And becoming aware of it, Jesus said to them, Why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes and fail to see? Do you have ears and fail to hear? And do you not remember when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000? How many baskets full of broken pieces did you collect? They said to him, 12. And the seven for the 4,000? How many baskets full of broken pieces did you collect? And they said to him, seven. Then he said to them, do you not yet understand? This is the word of God for the people of God. I love that story because I identify with the disciples. Sometimes they just didn't get it. (laughs) Um, We're starting a new series today called Fight Night, Conversations About Money. Now, I I want you to breathe easy. I'm not asking for your money. We're not asking you to, this isn't a stewardship series, but it is a series about money and how to have a healthy relationship with money as an individual or as a spouse or as a family. And so I'm excited about it. I think there's some great stuff that God wants to do through this series. So I want to start with a statistic. It says that 92% of couples have tension, they fight, or they try to avoid talking about money. Now, as a caveat to that statistic, about, there's about 8% of couples that lie about having tension <laughs> about money. Amen? Um, <laughs> so a couple of years ago, um, as we were in the process of starting our Amarillo campus. Uh, Rick and Charlie and Tony, they were working with some coaches uh, to to start that process. And there was one coach who quoted an author and a researcher who was looking at money from a spiritual perspective. And he realized that over half of couples, they can't even come together to take a course like Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace or a similar thing because they can't even agree on that. And, And as they heard that and and talked about that, they realized, you know, we need to do a series about money and about having a healthy relationship with it and being able to talk about it. And so, um, you know, before couples could even have a class about money, they really need a primer class that helps them understand what money is and how we react to it so that we can have a conversation without it just turning into a fight. Um, And so if you don't know how our preaching team works here at at First Methodist Church, We all get together in sermon plan, and then each week one person is responsible for writing the sermon, for coming up with that, and then we each take it and make it our own and put in our own thoughts and stories, but we're all preaching the same message just with our own uh, personal touch on it. And so when I read this sermon, Rick wrote it, and I read it, and I thought, you know, Ben and I, we don't really fight about money that much. And and Rick said, he reminded me of the 8% uh, statistic there, kind of jokingly, but I he talked to me and he said, you know, it's not really about fighting and arguing as much as it is about us having tension and um, needing to be able to talk about things that are uncomfortable or awkward at times. And so, um, so I don't know where this hits you this morning as, a, as an individual or as a family, but perhaps it, it looks like our sermon graphic in your home when it, comes about, when it comes to money. You know, you just need the announcer saying, in this corner we have... No, don't raise your hands. Um, 
But I think we have to realize and understand and remember that Jesus talked more about money and possessions than he did about any other topic in the New Testament, including heaven and hell. And so if Jesus is going to talk about it that much, we need to be able to talk about it as well, even when it's uncomfortable or awkward. And if you're not married, um, I think this applies to you just as much because uh, we all deal with money. Money is something we deal with every day, multiple times a day. And um, we need to have a healthy relationship with it. Maybe you're thinking, I don't have any money. I'm just going to check out. (laughs) Don't do that. Um, Because it's not about the money. You're going to hear that this morning several times. It's not about money. It's with that scripture that we read. I see Jesus, you know, looking at the disciples and he says, guys, it's not about bread. It's not about bread. Why are you talking about bread? You saw me feed 5,000 people. You saw me feed 4,000 people. You see me walk on water. You've seen me heal people. (sighs) It's not about bread. I can take care of the 13 of us. I took care of 10,000 people. So, um, but hear this this morning that I think Jesus is also saying it's not about money. It's about um, what money makes you feel like, and it's about how you have a, uh, need to have a healthy relationship with it. So, um, the, uh, again, the scripture this morning, you know, on the surface as you read that, I want to read it to you one more time. Uh, it says, the disciples have forgotten to bring any bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. And he cautioned them, saying, watch out, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod. And they said to one another, it's because we have no bread. And becoming aware of it, Jesus said to them, why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes and fail to see? Do you have ears and fail to hear? And do you not remember, when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you collect? And they said to him, 12. And the seven for the 4,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you collect? And they said to him, seven. And he said to them, do you not yet understand? Um, As Jesus is talking there, when he talks about yeast, he's talking about the teaching in the heart of the Pharisees and of Herod. And again, the disciples, they don't get it because they're focused on the bread. And so this morning, as we start this conversation about money and our relationship with it, um, a lot of times in life when we have money struggles as, our, as an individual or as a, as a married couple, as a family, uh, we, we focus on the money and we think, well, if I just had more money, things would be better. Or just had, if I just had this amount in my bank account, then I wouldn't be so stressed. But um, I want to hear it again. It's not about the money. Um, money uh, is not the issue. It's how it makes us feel that is the issue. And so I want to read a scripture from 1 Timothy that you've probably heard before. But Paul writes, and he says, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. And in their eagerness to be rich, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pains. Um, in that scripture, you see it, it does say money is a root of all kinds of evil, but that's not all it says. It says the love of money. It's not money itself. Money is, uh, is a neutral object. But when we love money, that's the root of the evil. And so we're going to dive into this conversation, but I want to tell you that a lot of the research and the insight that we're sharing in this series comes from a book called Thriving in Love and Money uh, by Shanti and Jeff Feldhahn. And so if you want to pick that up and check it out, just know if you hear it and you're like, what? Kayla said that. Rick said that. That's because a lot of this is coming from that. Um, <clears throat> but like I said earlier, money is something that we interact with on a daily basis, and we need to have a healthy relationship with it. Um, in our relationships, especially with spouses, money can reveal a lot of things that we don't like to talk about. It reveals our insecurities. 
and our fears and how we think. And I'll be honest, this week I had to do some, some searching for myself and it was uncomfortable, but it was also good. Because again, as I read it, my first thought was, well, I can check this box off in, in my spiritual life and in my marriage because we don't argue about money. <laughs> check. But um, as I really began to think, um, how does this apply and what's the deeper issue, I began to feel convicted about my own struggles as an individual and as a spouse. Um, for Ben and I, we have a general budget that we go by. And honestly, life's crazy, and sometimes it's really just looking at our, our account and making sure it's not going down. <laughs> and, but we do have a general idea that we, of this is how much we want to spend on this and this. And, um, and we trust each other. But, you know, For me, I do a lot of the grocery shopping and the stuff for our home, and Ben trusts me to, to make decisions that are good and that I'm not you know, wasting money or spending on frivolous things there. And Ben does a lot of our auto care and another side of our household uh, spending. And so, and I trust him that he's also going to do the same. He's going to make good decisions. But um, for me, I, uh, there's every once in a while we'll have a conversation and Ben, uh, an, an innocent question, you know, just curiosity, ask a question about, well, what is this that we spend or what is this? And I immediately get defensive and I know this about myself. I've known it for a long time, but I didn't really know why. I would just be like, well, why is he asking this question? Does he not trust me? Does he think that I'm making bad decisions? What's going on? And, and I just, you know, shove it down deep because I don't want to confront that part of my life. <laughs> but this week, I really began to think about that. And I really believe that it's because there's a, a part of my heart that does love money. And for the most part, I would say I don't, I don't have, I don't really care about fancy things. I don't need a new phone or car all the time. You know, I just, I don't really value possessions a lot, but I do find a lot of comfort and peace in having a certain amount in my bank account. Does anybody identify with that? There's, there's a comfort and a peace there. And I think that's natural. That's good. Um, there's a certain amount of joy and, uh, that I get when I do get a new item, like a new phone or something, you know, it's like, well, this is exciting or a new calendar. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. I'm kind of a nerd. I like calendars. Um, and so the issue though is that the joy and the peace that I should get from Christ, I can find in those things if I'm not careful. And so it's, we're going to talk in a minute about having a rainy day fund and that that's a good thing. That's a healthy thing. But you have to be careful to not find your peace in that rainy day fund, but to find your peace in Christ. And so for me this week, what I've kind of come to understand and realize I need to work on is that my defensiveness when I'm asked an innocent question I think comes from this idea that I don't want to confront that part of my heart, that um, I struggle keeping those priorities right, that I find that stuff in Jesus first, and then I work on um, my relationship with money being healthy and not an idol. So I'm not sure where the sermon is going to hit you today. I wanted to share that from my heart, uh, but conversation about money can be difficult because we all bring our own understanding, we bring our own baggage our own experiences to the table, and it can be difficult to identify what those bigger issues are for you. And when things are hard, typically we stop talking. We avoid it. We stuff it down. You know, we don't, we don't want to mess with it, so we just pretend like it's not there. Um, one of Feldhand's, uh, a quote from their book, he says that only half of us ever fight about money. Like I said, I'd say that, you know, we don't really fight about money, but of that other half, 85% have tension about money in their life and in their marriage. And so um, a lot of studies will show that money is a primary cause of tension and stress in relationships and in marriages, but often it may not look like 
fighting about money. Maybe it looks like resentment or frustration or irritation, blame, embarrassment. Those are the bigger issues that we're dealing with. We want to blame money, but what did we say? It's not about the money. (laughs) It's about our relationship money, how it makes us feel, and those bigger issues. And so uh, we have three things that I want to leave you with today that'll help you immediately dealing with this kind of stuff. They're simple, but they're critical. Um, and they're on the screen. And if you want to write these down, there's some space on your, on your bulletin to take notes. Number one is to build a cushion for discretionary purchases. Number two, learn to talk about money. And number three, understand what's beneath the surface and how we respond to money. That third one is what we've been talking about so far. And when we do that, it helps us to do the first two a lot better. But I want to take a moment just to look at each of these uh, real quick. The first one, to build a cushion for discretionary purposes. Um, it's a rainy day fund, okay? There's a lot of ways to do that. There's a lot of tools online. You can Google, how do I make a rainy day fund? Uh, Dave Ramsey has a lot of information about this kind of stuff. Um, our church staff would be happy to counsel or help or help you make those steps. But that rainy day fund can look a lot of different ways. Some people would like to have three to six months of their expenses and savings. That's their rainy day fund in case something happens. Maybe you want a year. Maybe you just need, I just have this much and I'm good. As long as my bank account's at this level, I, that's what I need to uh, be comfortable with. Now, again, like I said, we can't find our peace in that amount. That's the struggle, right? <laughs> our peace needs to come from Jesus. But we also um, have an opportunity to uh, lighten our stress levels by building this fund that can um, make things just a little bit less stressful in our uh, life and in our marriage. But more important than a rainy day fund is to learn how to talk about money. Of all the things that we can do financially, we can pay off debt, we can save, we can get a better income. Uh, This is the most important. Um, A quote from the book said that when it comes to some of the most common worry-related money tensions, things like anxiety, stress, avoidance, and not feeling cared for, if you have a cushion but you cannot talk about it, it is likely to make your relationship worse. I want to read that, not read it again, but I want you to hear that again, that it would be better to not have a rainy day fund and be able to talk about money in a healthy way than to have millions of dollars and not be able to talk about money in a healthy way. Does that make sense? And that's, that's crazy. That makes me like, what? But that is true. When we can't talk about money, uh, it leads to bigger issues. Um, and so... Even when it's awkward and even when it's weird, we have to embrace that and talk about it. Do it anyway. And, um, and it's worth it, especially if we can understand the third element, and that's understand what's beneath the surface of how we respond to money. And to help with that, I want to share a key insight, again, from Feldhahn's book. It resonates with me, and I'm wondering if it will with you too. He says that we often do not value what our partner values. We often do not value what our partner values. For me, again, I love calendars and planners. Is anybody else? I just need, I need somebody to encourage me in that. Okay, there's a couple. I see that hand. Um, ben, he is a mechanical engineer. He grew up farming. He loves machinery and tractors and tools and a lot of other things that I can't even name because it's not what I'm interested in. I love that he's interested in. I love that he loves that, but it's not something that I value. Okay, 
Um, and Ben, he doesn't really like calendars and planners that much. I don't know why, but he doesn't. Um, but for you and your families, I want you to think about what do you value and what does your spouse value? Because it's vital for us to understand that we may not value the same things. And so when my spouse spends this much money on this item, I may not understand, not understand why. And I think, well, why did he go? Do, why does he need that? Why did he spend that money? Um, or when I buy my third 2021 planner and it's only April, he may be like, Kayla, what are you doing there? Why are you spending that? Um, but part of learning how to be success, successful when it comes to money and conversation is to see and honor what your spouse sees and honors and values. And again, having healthy conversation about it. Um, We all have different values and that taints sometimes how we view what our spouse is doing if we aren't careful. Maybe one of you likes to eat out more. One of you would rather uh, cook at home. Maybe one of you wants to save a certain amount and the other one says, well, I just want to save this much and I'm comfortable. Or maybe... uh, One of you doesn't want to have any debt, and the other one thinks, well, that's building my credit or (laughs) whatever. You know, they don't see as much of a problem with it. Uh, One who wants to give generously and the other one who doesn't uh, feel as comfortable doing that. One who wants to save, the other one who maybe doesn't see that as a priority. All of those competing values that we have can cause incredible frustration unless we can begin to talk through and understand the why behind them. I think Ben is learning that for me, When I get a new planner, it um, helps me feel less anxious. Now, again, I'm working on my, you know, my priorities here. My peace comes from Christ first. But there's something for me when I get a new planner and I get to write out the next six months of my life and I feel in control and I've got it all written down, color-coded. That feels good. Um, But uh, for me, I also have to see the value that Ben sees and the things that he enjoys and to know that it's okay that we value different things as long as we can have healthy communication about it. Um, When your spouse is doing something with money that annoys you, we have to remember they're probably not doing that just to make you mad. (laughs) There's probably a reason why. And when we can come to have those healthy conversations, uh, it's just going to make things easier and better. Um, So one more great tool that we want to share with you guys is... um, this idea of having a set amount of money in your budget for each of you that you could spend on whatever you want. I can go spend my $20 on a new planner. Ben could go spend his $50 on a Home Depot tool, whatever that is. Um, But having that money that you can spend um, without feeling guilty um, and without feeling the conflict of, well, why did they spend that? Having that agreed amount upon, agreed amount Agreed upon amount first. There you go. (laughs) Get my words right. Um, Can lessen your stress and your conflict. And again, having those conversations. And so um, as we wrap up this morning, I want to invite our worship team back up. And I want to leave you with just a couple of things to think about. As an individual, if you're not married this morning, I hope that you're hearing this truth and that you, uh, whatever whatever your bigger issues with money might be, I hope that you'll dive into that this week and let God reveal that to you. Uh, What is he wanting to teach you about your relationship with money? And if you're married uh, or you have a family, and I hope that you'll get with your spouse and you'll have these hard conversations, that you'll take time to sit down and embrace the uncomfortable or the awkward and um, and figure out where are we at? Are we, where's the tension in our marriage about this issue and and how can we work through that? Um, And then finally, I just want to, 
list those steps off again that we, that we listed. One is to have that rainy day fund. Two, learn how to talk about money. And three, understand, uh, understand the bigger issues of how you um, respond to money, what's beneath the surface. And our pastoral staff, again, they would love to sit down with you to give wise counsel, to be a mediator in those conversations. And so um, I encourage you to reach out uh, for help with that if that's something that we could do for you guys. Um, I want to pray for you this morning. The altars are open if you'd like to come and spend some time in prayer. Uh, but let's, uh, let's pray and let's continue with our worship. Father God, um, I thank you that you, uh, you care about every single part of our lives. And this part of our life that can be uncomfortable, it can be awkward, it can be difficult to want to embrace and to, to think about, God, I pray that you would open our hearts and our eyes to see your truth, to see the things that you want to change in us, to see the things that you want to uh, work on in our hearts. And I, I pray that you would do that this morning and you would do that in the coming days as we remember the truth that we've heard this morning. Father God, you're so good, and we give you all the glory and honor and praise, and we give you this part of our hearts and ask that you would work and you would reveal yourself in that. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.